So good morning and welcome to all who are joining us this morning for this Palm Sunday Mass here from the parish church in Abbeyfield. We welcome all who are joining us over the internet service. We welcome all our listeners from West Limerick 102 FM right across County Limerick and West Limerick in particular. You are most welcome indeed. And today, Palm Sunday, we begin with the blessing of the Palm Ceremony. Dear brothers and sisters, since the beginning of Lent until now, we have prepared our hearts by penance and charitable works. Today we gather together to herald with the whole church the beginning of the celebration of our Lord's Paschal Mystery, that is to say of his Passion and Resurrection. For it was to accomplish this mystery that he entered his own city of Jerusalem. Therefore, with all faith and devotion, let us commemorate the Lord's entry into the city for our salvation, following in his footsteps, so that, being made by his grace partakers of the cross, we may have a share also in his resurrection and in his life. We now bless the palm. Almighty ever-living God, sanctify these branches with your blessing, that we who follow Christ the King in exaltation may reach the eternal Jerusalem through him who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. We now bless the palm with the holy water. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When they were approaching Jerusalem in sight of Bethphage and Bethany, close by the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and he said to them, Go off to the village facing you, and as soon as you enter it, you will find a tethered colt that no one has yet ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone says to you, what are you doing, say, the master needs it and will send it back here directly. They went off and found the colt tethered near a door in the open street. As they untied it, some men standing there said, what are you doing untying that colt? They gave the answer Jesus had told them, and the men let them go. Then they took the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on its back, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, others greenery which they had cut in the fields. And those who went in front and those who followed were all shouting, Hosanna, blessings on him who comes in the name of the Lord, blessings on, him who, on the coming kingdom of our father David, Hosanna in the highest heaven. And pray, this is the gospel of the Lord. Saints and nations 
ever-living God, who as an example of humility for human race to follow, caused our Savior to take flesh and submit to the cross. Graciously grant that we may heed his lesson of patient suffering, and so merit a share in his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. And now we have the readings from the Word of God. The first reading is a reading from the prophet Isaiah. The Lord has given me a disciple's tongue, so that I may know how to reply to the wearied. He provides me with speech. Each morning he wakes me to hear, to listen like a disciple. The Lord has opened my ear. For my part, I made no resistance, neither did I turn away. I offered my back to those who struck me, my cheek to those who tore at my beard. I did not cover my face against insult or spittle. The Lord comes to my help, so that I am untouched by the insults. So too I set my face like flint. I know I shall not be shamed. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The responsorial psalm. The response is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, God why, why have, have you, you forsaken, forsaken me? me? All who see me deride me. They curl their lips. They tossed their heads. He trusted in the Lord. Let him save him. Let him release him if this is his friend. Response. My God, my, my God, God, why have you forsaken me? Many dogs have surrounded me. A band of the wicked beset me. They tear holes in my hands and my feet. I can count every one of my bones. Response. My God, my, my God, God, why, why have, have you forsaken, forsaken me? me? They, derive, they divide my clothes among them. They cast lots for my robe. O Lord, do not leave me alone. My strength make haste to help me. My, my God, God, my God, God why, why have you forsaken me? I will tell of your name to my brethren and praise you where they are assembled. You who fear the Lord, give him praise. All sons of Jacob, give him glory. Revere him, Israel's sons. My, my God, God, my God, God why, why have you forsaken me? A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. His state was divine, yet Christ Jesus did not cling to his equality with God, but emptied himself to assume the condition of a slave, and became as men are. And being as all men are, he was humbler yet, even to accepting death, death on a cross. But God raised him high, and gave him the name which is above all other names, so that all beings in the heavens, on earth, and in the underworld should bend the knee at the name of Jesus, and that every tongue should acclaim Jesus Christ as Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. 
Christ was humbler yet, even to accepting death, death on a cross. But God raised him high and gave him the name which is above all names. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of eternal glory. The Lord be with you. And with with your your spirit. spirit. The passion of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory, Glory to you, to you o Lord. Lord. First thing in the morning, the chief priests, together with the elders and scribes, in short, the whole Sanhedrin, had their plan ready. They had Jesus bound and took him away and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews? He answered. It is you who say it. And the chief priests brought many accusations against him. Pilate questioned him again. Have you no reply at all? See how many accusations they are bringing against you. But to Pilate's amazement, Jesus made no further reply. At festival time, Pilate used to release a prisoner for them, anyone who asked for. Now a man named Barabbas was was then in prison with the writers who had committed murder during the uprising. When the crowd went up and began to ask Pilate the customary favour, Pilate answered them, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he realized it was out of jealousy that the chief priests had handed Jesus over. The chief priests, however, had incited the crowd to demand that he should release Barabbas for them instead. Then Pilate spoke again. But in that case, what am I to do with the man you call king of the Jews? They shouted back, Crucify him. Pilate asked them, Why? What harm has he done? But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him. So Pilate, anxious to placate the crowd, released Barabbas for them, and had ordered Jesus to be scourged, handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led him away to the inner part of the palace, that is the praetorium, and called the whole cohort together. They dressed him up in purple, twisted some thorns into a crown, and put it on him, and they began saluting him. Hail, King of the Jews! They struck his head with a reed and spat on him, and they went down on their knees to do him homage. And when they had finished making fun of him, they took off the purple and dressed him in his own clothes. They led him out to crucify him. They enlisted a passerby, Simon of Serene, father of Alexander and Rufus, who was coming in from the country to carry his cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. They offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he refused it. Then they crucified him and shared out his clothing, casting lots to decide what each should get. It was the third hour when they crucified him. The inscription given the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And they crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. The passers-by jeered at him. They shook their heads and said, Aha, so you would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Then save yourself, come down from the cross. The chief priests and the scribes mocked him among themselves in the same way they said, He saved others, he cannot save himself. Even those who were crucified with him taunted him. When the sixth hour came, 
there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. This means, my God, my God, why have you deserted me? When some of those who stood by heard this, they said, Listen, he is calling on Elijah. Someone rang and soaked a sponge in vinegar, and putting it on a reed, gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait and see if Elijah will come to take him down. But Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. And the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The centurion who was standing in front of him had seen how he had died, and he said, In truth, this man was the Son of God. And this is the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. So good morning and welcome to all of you who are joining us here over our parish uh, webcam system and indeed all listeners to West Limerick 102 FM. We are grateful to the community radio station for bringing mass to many, many people throughout County Limerick uh, during these days. This week all over the world, Christians will be celebrating the great mystery of Christ's love for us. Greater love no man has than he who lays down his life for his friends. This is the week Christ lived out the truth of these words. He took on himself our sins and the sins of the world. The cross of Jesus stands at the center of Holy Week. It stands at the center of the Christian story as the sign of the lynx love will go will go to in its passion for others. If we ever wonder if we are really loved, we should look at the figure on the cross. It is difficult to maintain that we are unloved when we know that someone thought we were worthy dying for. The cross is lifted up as a sign of our worth. Somebody thought we were worth all that pain and suffering, and that somebody is Jesus the Son of God. This week, we remember the death of Jesus not as a heedless act of violence, rather we honor his death as the supreme act of love. The love of one, as St. Paul put it today, did not cling to his equality with God, but who emptied himself to become as we all are, and as we are, to show that in spite of our sin, God loves us. This is the heart of Holy Week. This is the heart of the Passion Story. God loves us, and the cross is the greatest sign of that love. So may this be indeed a Holy Week for all of you. May it be a week where you can discover once again, discover in your life how you can find strength, courage, grace, and wisdom that will help to refresh your faith, a faith that will enable you to live life and to face all the challenges, 
all the Calvary moments that we all encounter each day and each week of our life. So we invite you to join in the Holy Week ceremonies. You can link into, you can link into us here in Abbey Field or your own parish or tune into the Holy Week ceremonies on RTE or BBC or EWTN. In the circumstances, we will do our best to make the ceremonies as meaningful as possible. We appreciate, because of the continuing restrictions, that it's a difficult thing to create an atmosphere of reflection and quiet at home. It's hard to find a space for prayer. But don't worry about that. The Lord is truly present in your home, in your life, and in your family. And I suppose it's true to say that it's in the messiness of our lives that the Lord is truly present. So we would suggest that you open your hearts and minds to the liturgies of Holy Week to reflect on the love God has for you. It might be a good idea to create a little prayer space at home, maybe a little altar that will help you to focus on the themes of the various days of Holy Week as you link in here or indeed you watch on TV. We suggest that for Holy Thursday, for example, that you place a picture of the Last Supper on your sacred space. It might be an idea to invite your children or grandchildren to on Holy Thursday to draw up a picture of the Last Supper. The children will be delighted to help. Place a towel and a wash bowl to link with the washing of the feet. Why not put some grapes, bread and herbs, symbols of the Passover meal? And there in front of you then, you will have many, many symbols of Holy Thursday. For Good Friday, place a crucifix or simply make a cross out of wood. Again, children and young people will help you make a cross. It would be a lovely exercise for any family on Good Friday. When you have your cross made, place it on your little sacred place with a purple cloth to cover the crucifix for veneration. And then for Holy Saturday night, the Easter vigil, place a candle, holy water, as we celebrate the resurrection. After we've celebrated the Easter vigil and that has concluded, why not carefully place the candle on your window like we do on Christmas Eve. It would be a sign of great hope to all who pass by and a sign that Jesus is risen, that death has been overcome and that above all as Christians we have the greatest hope of all in the face of everything we do in our lives and particularly at this time in the face of the pandemic. Christ is the light. And for Easter Sunday morning, why not place a candle, some water, perhaps an Easter egg, some daffodils, all symbols of new life, marking the resurrection of Jesus from the dead as we celebrate Easter Sunday. What shines out of this dark week is the bright light of Christ's love for each one of us. That is what makes this truly a holy week. Let us make time and space. Let us make the effort to make the time and the space this coming week to ponder on this great 
and amazing mystery of love. So now I invite you at home and those gathered with us here in the church to proclaim our faith once again as we pray the creed. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sin, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. As we set out to journey with Jesus in this holy week, we come to you, Father, and ask you to mercifully hear our prayers. So Mary and Julie will now lead us in the prayer. In today's reading of the Passion, we see Simon Peter, who had witnessed Jesus transfigured on Mount Tabor and recognized him as the Savior, deny him three times. At this difficult time for the church, we ask for the faith to stand by Jesus and have the courage to publicly proclaim the word of God. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. During this Holy Week, we pray for the grace to reflect on the way of the cross and on the sufferings which Jesus endured out of love for us. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, we pray for unity among all Christians and that during this Holy Week, we who believe in you, who hope in you and who love you, will worship you in harmony and with the love which you ask of us. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray for all those who, like Jesus, carry a heavy cross because of poverty, homelessness, illness, and bereavement. We pray also for those who, like Simon of Serene, help them in their moment of need. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. As we reflect on the sacrifice which Jesus suffered on behalf of humanity, we pray that our society display that some love and commitment as we struggle to overcome the coronavirus and restore the lives of so many to good health and normality. Lord, hear us. Lord, Lord graciously hear us. And we pray in a special way today for all who are sick, those who are at home or in hospital, those who feel isolated and perhaps lonely this morning. We remember and pray for all those who are awaiting surgery in the coming days. We ask you, Lord, to give them comfort, consolation, healing, and peace. And we place all our prayers now into the hands of Mary, our mother, who stood at the foot of the cross as Jesus, her son, was dying. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death.
We thank you, O Father, for the wonder of the life and its gifts you have bestowed on us and ask that you remain always responsive to our prayers. And we make this and all our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. pray now, my friends, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Through the passion of your only begotten Son, O Lord, may our reconciliation with you be near at hand, so that though we do not merit it by our own deeds, yet by this sacrifice made once for all, we may feel already the effects of your love and mercy through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For though innocent he suffered willingly for sinners, and accepted unjust condemnation to save the guilty. His death has washed away our sins, and his resurrection has purchased our justification. And so, with all the angels, we praise you as in joyful celebration we now acclaim. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy therefore these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for all of us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when the supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in memory of me. And so together we proclaim the mystery of faith. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and your resurrection you have set us free. 
Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly, we pray that, partaking of the body and the blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church and your people spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Brendan Leahy, our Bishop, all the clergy, the religious, and all who serve your people. Remember all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them now into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Apostles, with St. Ida, St. Patrick, and all who have pleased you throughout the ages, that we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and that we may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, and in him. Amen. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. United together now in faith, united in prayer, Wherever you are, let us link each other in the prayer that Jesus gave us to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. And so, Lord Jesus, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the fate of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. And so we pray together now. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sin of the world. Blessed are those called now to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body and the blood of Christ keep us safe now for eternal life.
so for all of you joining us from home now, we have our act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. And here in our parish we have our Linton prayer for spiritual renewal. God, our heavenly Father, look upon us and hear our prayer during this holy season of Lent and during this holy week. Without you, I can do nothing. By your Spirit, help me to know what is right and to be eager in doing your will. Keep me from sin and help me to live by your commandment of love. Fill my heart with your love and keep me faithful to the gospel of Christ. Give me the grace to rise above my human weakness. Father, our source of life, let me walk more readily in your ways. Guide me in your gentle mercy, for left to myself I cannot do your will. I ask this to our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Now just some announcements here for the parish, um, for the Holy Week ceremonies. And of course for people outside the parish and maybe listeners on the radio, uh, good to check in with your own local church uh, tomorrow perhaps to see what's happening in relation to ceremonies. All ceremonies are online from various churches as they will be from here. And next Sunday, please God, we'll have Mass again for Easter Sunday on the radio. But during the week, all our ceremonies will go out online through our own links here in the parish, and indeed many other parishes as well will have them. And I just want to draw your attention to what we're doing here on Tuesday evening, here next at 7 o'clock. We have a beautiful reflective prayer service through music, song and scripture called Gifts from the Cross. And that will begin at 7 p.m. on Tuesday evening. On Holy Thursday, our Mass here will be at 7 o'clock. On Good Friday, the celebration of the Lord's Passion at 3 o'clock, with Stations of the Cross at 8 p.m. Also important to announce here, as in many other churches as well, that our, church, our main church building will be open here in Abbey Field from, three, from 4 p.m. on Good Friday to 7, so that people can spend a little time here in front of the cross, uh, make a veneration from a distance, and then return home. So that's from 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock, and I imagine that will be going on in many other churches throughout the county as well. On Holy Saturday, our vigil ceremony will begin here at 8 o'clock. This afternoon here from 12 to 2, people will be able to come and pick up palm that we've blessed this morning to take home with you. And also it's an opportunity maybe to bring some weekly offerings and put them in the box. Um, also the diocese has made many, many resources available to parishioners throughout the diocese. So just log on to the Limerick Diocesan website and for parishioners here in the parish, all the details of our ceremonies and more are on the Abbey Field Parish website. Uh, 
Finally, just to say, of course, if you can't link in on the internet, you have the possibility of linking to television and so on and RTE radio. So during this Holy Week, let us pray for each other and we continue to do so uh, as safely as we possibly can. So now, the final prayer of our Mass. Nourished with these sacred gifts, we humbly beseech you, O Lord, that just as through the death of your Son you have brought us to hope for what we believe, so by his resurrection you may lead us to where you call, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our thanks to you for joining us. Thanks to everybody here who's helped us to celebrate Mass this morning. Thanks to Jason and John in West Limerick 102 FM. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Join with me now in singing, Give Me Joy in My Heart. Give me joy in my heart, keep me singing. Give me joy in my heart, I pray. Give me joy in my heart, keep me singing. Keep me singing till the break of day. Sing, Hosanna, sing, Hosanna, sing. Hosanna to the King of Kings. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King. Give me hope in my heart, keep me striving. Give me hope in my heart, I pray. Give me hope in my heart, striving, keep me striving till the break of day. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King. Amelia, uh, as they called themselves, to moderation, to virtue, to common sense, to, to yes, true sacrifice for the Lord, um, but in moderation and um, prudence. So um, she's fabulous in that way. But with regard to her reputation, she had a lot of friends and she had a few enemies too. And she, um, they would speak ill of her, you know, on occasion. And this would upset her friends a great deal. Excuse me. So she, she on one occasion, her friends were really upset, you know, and they were, they were about to get in a fight with somebody about what they were saying about Catherine. And Catherine, she just laughed and she said, 
The next time they so, say something bad about me, you just tell them, oh, you don't know the half of it. <laughs> tell them, tell them they don't know the half of it. Like, you know, isn't that marvelous? Um, and with humor, just flip the whole thing right upside down and walk away. Um, it's a great example for us. Yeah, extremely. Um, by the way, th these two paintings were done by a Sienese artist, so a man from the same town as Catherine. And they were done uh, around the year 1460 when she was canonized. Um, they strike me as being um, true, true to Catherine. In any case, St. Damien of Molokai. Now we're leaving. Uh, we're leaving 14th century Italy and we're flying up to 19th century Belgium. St. Damien of Molokai. He was born in 1840 in Belgium. He and one of his brothers as well actually joined the Congregation of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary. And in 1864, brother Damien at the time, his brother was assigned to go as a missionary to Hawaii, but he became too sick to go. So Brother Damien begged to go instead of him. And he really had to convince them. He had to learn Latin in a hurry. He had to do all these things, but he finally convinced them. And he arrived in Hawaii in 1866. Um, pardon me, in 1864. Two years after that, Hawaii established a leper colony on an island. And in 1873, Father Damien then uh, asked permission to go. He asked the bishop to go and serve these lepers because he realized that they were on, they were just on this island um, with scant provision from their material needs in very poorly constructed shacks with no health services, no education, no religious uh, ministrations, nothing. So he begged permission of the bishop to go and serve them. And he did in 1873, at the age of 33, he arrived on uh, Molokai, the leper colony. And he, uh, well, he exercised self-control in innumerable ways. Um, when he arrived, there were, it was like a lawless, I mean, you could almost think Lord of the Flies, like it was just a lawless free-for-all, immense suffering, um, abusive situations, drunkenness, physical suffering, spiritual depravity. And he arrived in the midst of this situation and simply began pouring out his life in the service of these people who had been rejected and abandoned by the world, he began uh, burying the dead, tending the sick, advocating for better supplies and real building materials. He began building homes. He began planting gardens. He began teaching the faith and celebrating the sacraments. He began standing up for victims of abuse. Um, and he managed to control himself <laughs> even when he himself um, became the object of their, um, I don't know, uh, what's the word? Abusive speech, at least. Um, 
actually, yeah, he's amazing. He was very uh, strong-willed, resilient, and courageous by nature. He eventually himself contracted leprosy. Um, so much did he join their way of life. He, he just threw in his lot with them. And uh, he contracted leprosy and died of the illness in 1889. Uh, an incredibly inspiring saint. We could say a lot more about St. Damien. Um, but he wrote, it is at the foot of the altar that we find the strength we need in our isolation. As we think of saints like this, and I think sometimes we're like, wow, that's amazing. And we read all of the good they did and, and the and things that they said. And sometimes I think we forget that they really, they had joy. They had the joy that flows from the crucified and risen Lord, but they suffered too. You know, they suffered a lot. And it can be, it can be a help to us because, you know, when we need strength, realize that they, they also were in that position, you know, he said, it's at the foot of the altar. We find strength in our isolation. It's beautiful. Um, and that strength from Christ allows us the freedom to then give ourselves and to maintain our peace and self-control. St. Josephine Bakita, amazing. If you all don't know about St. Josephine Bakita, please um, read an article, watch a YouTube video, something. She's, she's amazing. She was born in Sudan. I'm not gonna give you her full biography. I don't even know the dates, but she was born in Sudan and she was kidnapped by slave traders at the age of seven and um, had unbelievable uh, difficulties, um, traumas, and also adventures. She was just uh, sold, sold, sold from one slave owner to another and um, suffered in that time uh, tremendous abuse, as you can imagine. Um, I read a biography of her recently. Um, actually, I partially read the biography because I had to put it down, actually. Like, I couldn't even keep reading. Like, what she went through was horrendous. Um, humiliating and uh, physically excruciating, the kinds of things she suffered through. A child kidnapped from her family. Can you imagine this? Um, well, eventually, she was noticed by an Italian consul and um, acquired, right, for his wife. She ended up going to Italy. And um, there she met the Kenosian sisters. And she was staying with them through this set of circumstances. She was staying with them for a while. And then um, kind of the, the man came back and said, oh, you have to go now. And, and she said, no. <laughs> she said, no. The case went to court, actually, because slavery had been outlawed in Italy. And so she was granted her freedom and joined the sisters. And she was always known for her gentleness, for humili humility and simplicity and gentleness. She was a very smart woman. She was very smart. Okay, so it's not that she, like, wasn't aware. <laughs> um, but this is what she said. 
if I were to meet the slave traders who kidnapped me and even those who tortured me, I would kneel and kiss their hands for if that had not happened, I would not be a Christian and a religious today. The Lord has loved me so much. We must love everyone. We must be compassionate. And this is a very scriptural lesson that Josephine is trying to teach us. Um, by the way, Bakita, that wasn't her real name. She didn't even know her real name. Um, Bakita is what the slave traders called her. It means lucky one. Um, she's kind of a mocking name, I suppose, from someone who's just enslaved you. Um, but she's she, St. Josephine Bakita. So Josephine was her religious name. Um, <laughs> But anyways, what she said here, it's a, it's a scriptural lesson, right? Think of Joseph in the Old Testament, sold into slavery by his brothers. And then he becomes second in command in Egypt, which enables him to save his whole family, their whole people. He saves them from the famine. But that would have never happened had he not been sold into slavery. Um, and that's what he says, Joseph does. Joseph says to his brothers, like, I forgive you. Don't you see God's hand in this? Don't you see God's hand in this? Um, it's the same, like, Jesus himself in the letter to the Hebrews, um, for, the, for the joy set before him endured even the cross. It's hard to see it in our own lives. And I'm not saying that we should just, like, blithely accept injustices. or We shouldn't. Um, but we all do suffer things. And sometimes that is out of our control. And if it's in the past, it's out of our control. And to try to learn from the saints and to beg God for the grace to accept his providence, that he has not abandoned us and that he does work all things for the good of those who love him. St. Josephine Bakita is a powerful intercessor for us in the, these kinds of places, these places in our lives where we might have suffered something years ago and we're still resentful about it. Um, I really encourage you to ask her to pray for you, to pray for that grace. So, so that, remember, what is this about? Freedom, freedom in Christ. Oh, he wants us to be free. Um, so, in Josephine Bakita, pray for us. Okay, now we've already met St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, but just a little reminder, because this is so pertinent for us when we're trying to be self-controlled in different ways. Um, now she's talking to her friend. She's writing a letter to a younger friend. And she says, when you feel that you are about to lose patience, bring yourself back to him. You see that? It's kind of like she's... Um, uh, you can kind of get the image like a little child, you know, like um, sneaking off somewhere where they shouldn't go, you know, somewhere that might be dangerous or um, somewhere that they've just been told not to go and they're sneaking off and they realize what they're about to do and they, oh, and they run back to their father. They run back, right? Or their mother. Kind of that idea. When you feel that you are about to lose patience, bring yourself back to him. Notice she's not saying, when you feel like you're about to lose control, just fight harder. 
<laughs> right? She doesn't say that because it usually doesn't work very well. She says, bring yourself back to him. He can help us. He loves us. Um, I once heard someone say in a talk, they were talking about like struggling with certain sins and like the shame that can come from that. And they, and they were saying like, pray, pray right, pray in the midst of it, pray. Turn to him. He's with you. Turn to him. He, he loves you. Bring yourself back to him. Let go of this natural inclination in order to please him. It's beautiful how gentle it is, right? Just let go. Um, don't beat yourself up. Try not to. Don't pretend you're not feeling the way you're feeling. Don't shove it down and repress it. That won't work either. Um, but open your hands. Open your hands. And will to let it go. Like even this, even this prayer is a good one. God, I am not strong enough right now. <laughs> I'm not strong enough to let it go. <laughs> but I, I, I want to. Uh, I, I believe you're strong enough. See how beautiful that is. She learned this secret to master her fiery temper. And she became a tremendous saint of God. Saint Claude de Colombier, one of my great heroes. He is the great advocate of the devotion to the sacred heart. He, I wish I had time to tell you his whole story because it's a fascinating story. If you are interested in him, I would recommend the book, These Three Hearts. These Three Hearts. It's about the sacred heart, Saint Claude and Saint Margaret Mary. Um, but he, he was born in the 17th century. He entered the Jesuits as a young man, very young man. He studied in Paris and he became the tutor of the minister of finance for the whole nation. Like he was in the royal courts tutoring very bright teenagers. At 25, he returned to Lyon as a priest. And uh, so he had this very successful, he was a public orator. He, he just was, was like on a high track, right? Fast track. <laughs> um, and then something very unexpected happened. In 19, uh, pardon me, 1675, at the age of 34, he suddenly, for reasons nobody knew, was assigned to um, Paray Le Moniel. I'm sorry, I think I mispronounced that. But this was like a backwater village. <laughs> So he's like in the royal courts. He's a very holy man. He's extremely smart. And then he's just suddenly sent off to this village in the middle of nowhere. And he's like minding a church and he's hearing the confessions of cloistered nuns. Uh, interesting, huh? Amazing what God's providence does. Because in that cloister of nuns, in this backwater village was a young woman named Sister Margaret Mary, who had been receiving uh, locutions and apparitions uh, from the sacred heart of Jesus. Um, and he had the wisdom and the learning and the charism 
to help her and then to go forth into the world and help renew it wasn't the first time the sacred heart had been kind of um revealed and um brought to our attention again by the lord but it was an extremely important moment in time and he uh it, he was responsible for propagating this devotion and um, popularizing it teaching it the end of his life is incredible I don't have time to tell it, so maybe I'll just leave it there and encourage you to learn more about him. He said this, a man who leans on God is immovable and cannot be overthrown. Think about that in terms of our self-control. A man who leans on God is immovable and cannot be overthrown. Now, that doesn't mean we'll never make mistakes, does it? Because we do. That's fine. And we fail sometimes. It's okay. God knows we're frail. Uh, we start again. Um, but isn't this beautiful? In terms of like self-control or growing in the life of virtue or living, living the, these fruits of the Holy Spirit, it's not our, up to us. Like it's not our strength. And isn't that so freeing? Um, the secret is again and again and again to turn to him, to turn to God, to rely on him, to trust, to make acts of faith, acts of hope and acts of love, to seek his heart. Um, and then we, we can't, we can't ultimately be overthrown. We can't because he can't fail. He advises us to go to God simply Go with great confidence that his goodness will guide you. Let yourself go confidently as your heart draws you. And fear nothing but pride and self-love. Um, the wisdom of the saints is so beautiful. So, so beautiful and inspiring. I'd like to introduce you to um, a young man of our own day and age. He was born in 1991 younger than me by by a fair bit isn't this amazing born in 1991 his name is carlo acutis he loved football and he loved computers in fact he taught himself to code at a very young age so he understood computers at a very high level he compiled a database and a website to educate others about the real presence of jesus in the eucharist he loved Jesus. And you see him here as a young, as a young boy, to always be close to Jesus. That's my life's plan. Wow, it's very simple, isn't it? It's very simple. Sometimes we make it complicated, but it's very simple. He said, our aim has to be the infinite, not the finite. The infinite is our homeland, and we have always been expected in heaven. Um, Carlo, Carlo had leukemia and, um, and he died at the age of 15 in 2006. But his, his simple spirituality, uh, also very practical. So he didn't just have his, his head in the clouds and the computers. Um, he would, he would save up money, like fundraise money and buy sleeping bags for the homeless. He'd volunteer in the soup kitchen and 
and go take hot drinks to people out on the street. Um, he, he let the love of Jesus dictate his life. And he recognized something really important um, in terms of how we relate to the, the good things of this world. While we're appreciating them, we need to always remember that um, we are pilgrims. We're pilgrims. This isn't actually our homeland. Our homeland is heaven. As St. Therese reminds us, there she is. The world is thy ship, she says, not thy home, right? Uh, and that helps us put things in order. We have a supernatural perspective. It helps us to order our lives rightly, how to use the goods of this world. Um, it's the secret. Blessed Chiara, again, we've already talked about her and Pier Giorgio. Um, but I just want to recall for you the, the wonderful story of um, Blessed Chiara as a girl, probably about the age of that middle picture, when her mom asked her to give away some of her toys, and she said no. <laughs> and then she went into the other room, and then her mom heard her saying, this one yes, and this one no, and this one yes, and this one no. And she'd separated out all the good ones, the new ones, and all the older ones, all the broken ones. <laughs> and she was keeping the broken ones and giving away all the brand new ones. And her mom was shocked. And Kiara just said, Mom, you can't give broken toys to poor people. Right? You give the best. This is a, the saints have that, that insight, that genius, like, no, you give, give away, give the best. Um, give the best of, of your time, of your attention, of your heart. Um, and you won't be the poorer for it. Um, Pier Giorgio as well, of course, and we talked about him at length as well. Um, mag magnificently virtuous young man. And he knew how to have a good time. He did, he, and we have pictures of him with his closest friends, friends that he was growing in faith with, and they were just having a riotous time, a good time, uh, a glass of wine, lovely, um, great practical jokes together, you know, and um, he just really loved life. But he knew that this isn't his homeland, and it helped him order things rightly and placing Christ first and following the inspirations of the Holy Spirit, he found his path. He found his path all the way to heaven. Um, so uh, I wish we had time. We could keep talking actually all night long about all of those saints I just mentioned and the other great saints that you suggested before the meeting started. Um, but I'm afraid that's all the time that we have. I, I want to, again, thank you so much for joining us, joining me tonight, and um, for the other meetings. It's been a real pleasure, a real pleasure to, to see you on the screen and to, to share these thoughts with you. So thanks a million. Um, if you have any comments or questions, please feel free, feel free to shout out. Um, otherwise, we'll, we'll call it a night. It's so inspiring to see like lots of these young saints and just 
give up to young people like in the midst of all of this that even us can we be saints even to see like even in Italy they're like like we Italian that are really crazy I always get tongue to see all the patience and the love for God you know yeah, yeah. thanks Sarah that's absolutely it yeah, um, I'm so looking forward to go back to Italy actually to visit Carla Cotis as soon be able to go back home <laughs> of course we pray for all of you yeah don't forget to pray for us absolutely <laughs> Don't forget to pray. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much, sister. I feel you're helping me on the, the right path, to put it mildly. Thanks, Flory. I could say the same to you. Everybody, Flory is part of the catechism study group that, that we have. We've been meeting via Zoom, of course, the last many months. but. Um, it's a wonderful thing. So thanks, thanks a million for it. Well, thanks so much, sister. It's been so life giving. Aww. Yeah, we've loved all the sessions. Thanks, <laughs> thanks a million, Hannah. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great to see you all. So we're facing into Holy Week. How are you all doing? Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Much other the passion here now. <laughs> Yeah. With the resurrection, when the, the COVID goes away, God win the all the the cross, the victory over. Yeah. We're 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 promised. Um, it's like we're living in already and not yet, right? Like the victory is won, and yet we have. These challenges and purifications and um, you know opportunities really opportunities to yeah. to love yeah. you know and to grow in virtue and um, yeah uh, try to try to take them yeah I was like this morning one of all ladies stopped me on the streets and come get a coffee to my ass and so lonely. I'm so sorry, but I had to protect you. I can't, but it's taken. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. Those normal kind of interactions have been so curtailed. That is hard. All right, everybody. Well, thanks a million. Um, yeah, just, just say a little glory be and um, pray for each other during Holy Week. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. Amen. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. God bless you all. Good night. Sister. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.